Judges, the Old Testament. And we're going to Judges chapter 15, starting with verse 9. Judges chapter 15, beginning with verse 9. Do you have it? Okay, I didn't hear everybody. Pages are still turning. That's all right. Judges chapter 15 and verse 9. You have it? Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Judges 15 and 9 reads as this from the King James Version. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why are ye come up against us? And they answered, To bind Samson are we come up, to do to him as he has done to us. Verse 11 reads, Then three thousand of the men of Judah went to the top of the rock of Etam and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are ruler over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that you will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. But surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him down from the rock. And when it had come, and when they had come unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord, somebody say the Spirit of the Lord, came upon him mightily, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flasks that were burnt with fire, and his hands or arms became loosed. And he found a new jawbone of a donkey and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flasks that were burnt with fire, and the bands were loosed from off his hands, and he found a new jawbone of a donkey, and put forth his hands, took it, and slew a thousand men therewith. If you would allow me, I'm definitely not a long-winded preacher at all. If you would allow me for at least the next 20 minutes, I want to minister from the topic, pick up the broken pieces. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know what you've been through, but pick up the broken pieces. Father, we honor you on today. We give you glory. We thank you, Father God, for this gathering of your people and your presence. We, we glorify you, Father God, in all that is said and is done. We thank you for the praise and the worship, Father God, and now we thank you for the word. I pray, oh, Father God, that you would touch my mouth, touch my mind, my heart, and my spirit, Father God. Let the meditation of my mouth, oh, Father God, be acceptable in thy sight, Father God. Have your way in me today, Father God. I pray, Father God, that your anointing will spread fresh in this place, O oh Lord. I pray that your word will go forth and not return unto you void, O oh Lord. I pray, O oh Lord, that every heart and mind will be receptive of the word, Lord, for truly this is a word from your throne, God. We glorify you now for all things done and all things that shall be manifested, Father God. We thank you now that the traps and the snares of the enemy are 
are defeated. We thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against us has been able to prosper. We thank you, Father God, that we were able to make it into your house, Father God, and gather together in your name. And your word says that where two or three of us are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst. So, Father God, because we've got more than two or three here together, we know that we are qualified now for a miracle. We thank you that the miracle is on the way. We thank you, Father God, that the blessing is on the way. We thank you, Lord, that deliverance is in the house. We thank you, Father God, that the manifestation of your glory is in the room, Father God, and we give you praise, honor, and glory. We don't take this day for granted. We could have been dead. We could have been in the hospital. We could have been robbed last night. Father God, somebody could have broke into our home. We could have had a car wreck on the way here, Father God, but for some reason, some way, somehow, Father God, you opened up a door and made it possible for us to be in the house. So we'll do as the psalmist say, Father God, and we will enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with prayer. I wish I had a praying church. We will say, Father God, we will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in our mouth, Father God. We will not take this day for granted, Father God, but we will glorify you this day, Lord, to the best of our ability. And everybody that loves the Lord, shout amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. There are very few things uh, that can unite anybody and everybody. And one of those things that can reach all of us, no matter who you are in life or where you are in life, that is trouble. Trouble doesn't care what side of the tracks you were born on. Trouble doesn't care who your mother or who your father was. Trouble doesn't care that your father was a bishop in Church of God. Trouble doesn't care that you're gifted and talented and can sing. Trouble doesn't care anything about your political status, whether you're Democrat or Republican. Come on, somebody. Trouble doesn't care about how much money you may have in the bank. Trouble doesn't care about the job that you may have on Wall Street. Trouble doesn't care anything about the house that you live in. It doesn't care about how many bedrooms you have. It doesn't care about the car that you drive. Trouble doesn't care anything about that. Trouble doesn't care anything about the, the, the color of your skin. Trouble has a way of finding each and every one of us wherever we are. And there is a certain type of trouble, my brothers and sisters that has a way that no matter how things may be going on in your life can bring the strongest man down to his knees. Somebody shout trouble. I don't know if any of y'all ever experienced trouble before, but I've experienced some trouble in my life before. I've experienced the type of trouble that I've sat down to a plate of full food, hungry as can be, and could not eat because I was in some trouble. I, I, I've experienced some trouble in my life where at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting up watching infomercials about exercise machines that I really don't care nothing about, but I can't go to sleep because I'm experiencing some trouble. Somebody shout trouble. I, I don't know if I came to preach to the right people in the house today, but, but, but it, trouble has a way. Trouble has a way of not only finding you where you are, but trouble has a way of uniting us. It's nothing like trouble that, that, that will take the man who has the corporate position and, 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 will, and will put him on the altar next to the man who's homeless. 
trouble has a way of humbling the man that, that is a multi-millionaire and putting him next to the person who can barely afford to buy his next meal. There's nothing like trouble. So, sometimes trouble comes. Sometimes trouble comes in our life to humble us. And I came to be very transparent and very honest, y'all. I've been through some trouble. I've been through some trouble that, that, that I know where I live, but, but because I'm experiencing some trouble, I've passed by my house five or six times, and it's not because of my wife. It's just because I've got so much on my mind, and I'm going through so much trouble that I can't even go home right now because I'm experiencing Is there anybody in the house? Y'all can talk to me. We're having a conversation. Is there anybody in the house that's not afraid to say that I have at one point in my life experienced not just somebody stole my parking space, not just somebody talked about me, but I'm talking about some lose your appetite, can't sleep, can't eat, can't move, can't breathe, can't get it off of your mind. You're trying to worship. You're trying to lift your hands. You're trying to give God glory. But all you can seem to think about is some trouble that God, I feel like preaching in the house somebody shout trouble 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 has a way that even after you've gotten your phone number changed trouble has a way of getting your new number y'all don't want to talk to me in the house trouble has a way of catching you moving into your new house while you're unloading your u-haul truck trouble trouble knows how to find you wherever you are trouble knows how to make you feel sad on a beautiful day I'm talking about some real trouble in here. I'm not talking about the kind of trouble uh, that can be fixed with money, but there are some kind of troubles that money cannot fix. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can get a doctor's report, and it don't matter how much money you got in the bank. There's a doctor's report that can, that can shake your whole life up. And the praise that you were used to giving God because of the trouble and because of what is going on in your life, now you can no longer lift your hands. Somebody shout trouble. It is at this point now where we find our brother Samson. Samson is a man who has had covenant with God since before his birth. Samson's birth was prophesied to his mother. And the Bible declares that Samson's covenant is that he will not drink any strong drink, nor will he shave his hair. And the Bible declares that Samson, uh, in the, future te in the uh, previous texts of the Bible, that Samson experiences many successes in life. He comes up against a lion. And the Bible says that he shakes the lion and destroys the lion as if it was a kid kills a lion with no problem at all. Samson then goes up against the Philistines and, and wins battles and wars against them. But, but, but something happens to Samson. Samson, on his way home from being in a battle, comes home to, to his wife, only to find out that his wife had been given to his best friend. The Bible says that Camp Samson comes home with a kid goat in his arm coming to see his wife to find out that his father-in-law thought that Samson was not going to come back home to his wife anymore, and he turned his wife over to his friend. And the Bible says that because his father-in-law did that, and his father-in-law was a Philistine, that Samson took the tails of foxes and burned the crops or the harvest of the Philistines. 
And the Bible declares here in the ninth verse that after Samson does this, the Bible says that then 3,000 men of Judah went up to the, to the rock of Etam and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are ruler over us? What is this that thou hast done? And he says, I did to them as they had done, done to me. And 3,000 and all these Philistine men have come up against Samson to arrest Samson. And they wanted to take Samson into custody to have Samson killed. And the Bible says that they came and said, Samson, we've got to bind you now and turn you over into the hands of your enemies. The word of God says, and they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines, watch this, shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and the cords that were on his arms were burned and were broken as flask. So here's what's going on in the text. Samson has burned the crops of the Philistines and destroyed their harvest. And so the Philistines said, we're going to get Samson now, and they go to... Uh, Samson, and they find him at the rock of Etam, and then they tell the people that he was with, listen, uh, men of Judah, we come now to get Samson, and we're going to bind him and destroy him and kill him. And so they bound Samson, and they take him now. Watch what the text says. Watch what the text says here in verse 14. And when they came to Lehi, they shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and the cords that were on him were burned as flats as with fire, and the bands were loose from his arm. Watch this. And he found a new job bone of a donkey and put forth his hand so here's what we got going on here in the text we have Samson bound and his enemies are now surrounding him here in the King James Version in the 15th verse it says that Samson slew a thousand men so Samson now is bound and he's facing a thousand of his enemies I want y'all to visualize that Samson is in the presence of his enemies. And everywhere Samson looked, there's so many of his enemies that everywhere Samson looked, there's somebody waiting in line to kill him. Y'all didn't hear me. There are so many enemies there that everywhere Samson looked, it's another person waiting in line to get a hold of him. I don't know about you, but have you ever been through so much trouble that it seems like once you get through one thing, it's just something else. You make it past one season, then you go through another season, and it seems like everywhere you look, it's somebody else trying to take you out. That's what Samson is going through. This is some real kind of trouble here. Samson is in some real trouble where everywhere he looks, when he looks to his left and to his right and in front of him and behind him, all he sees is people trying to take him out. Not only is he surrounded by his enemies that are wanting to kill him, but Samson is also bound. And the Bible says that when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, watch this, the Bible says that the first thing that happened to Samson was that Samson broke the cords that were binding him. Y'all missed that. Before Samson could ever fight the enemy, the first thing Samson had to do was get loose. Mm. I came by to tell somebody that one of the reasons why you have not been victorious in your season is because you've got some things that have been binding you. And if you're going to get the victory in this season, you can't have stuff binding you while you're trying to fight the enemy at the same time. Mm. Uh, you're, you're trying to come into the house of the Lord and you're trying to worship, but you've got depression binding you. You're coming into the house of the Lord, but you've got financial issues binding you. And you cannot get the victory over the enemy and you're bound all at the same time. Somebody say get loose. Yeah. 
That's what you got to be able to do here today. That's the reason why some of you can't lift your hands is because you've got so much stuff tying you down and weighing you down. But I came by to tell you today that if you would just declare in the house today that God is a God who is able to deliver me, then you can get free and be able to fight the enemy. The first thing that Samson does is he breaks what's binding him. That's the first thing that we've got to learn how to do in the house of the Lord. We've got to learn how to break those things that have been binding us. But watch what the text would declare. That in the midst, Minister A.C., of Samson being surrounded by his enemies, the Bible says he's got a thousand enemies all around him. The Bible says, and the only thing he can find is the jawbone of a donkey. <laughs> y'all laughing, y'all laughing, and I would laugh too. But, but, but really, it's not a funny situation. Really, if you think about it, you've got a thousand men, and the Bible doesn't say that they're armed or unarmed, but I don't know anybody that goes to battle and is not armed. So whether they're armed or not really doesn't matter because the sheer number of a thousand men and you've got to fight a thousand men, whether you had a gun or not, really wouldn't make too much of a difference. Trying to fight a thousand men. The Bible says that all Samson has to fight a thousand enemies is not a whole donkey. It's not, it's not even alive, my brother. This thing is dead. Samson, Samson, oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost now. Woo, I just felt you. Yes, Lord. Samson is getting ready to fight his enemies with a dead thing. Oh God, I feel you now. Not only is this donkey dead, but the donkey has been dead so long that the pieces of it are not even together. Time has gone on so much that the pieces of it are scattered all over the place. He's standing there and he's got a thousand enemies all around him. And the only thing he can find is not the thigh bone. It's not the backbone. It's not the leg bone. It's not a big piece of the donkey. But the only thing he can find is a piece of the jawbone what's left of the donkey. Mm. Uh. Samson being surrounded by a thousand men picks up a broken piece of what's left. I came by to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that sometimes in life, life will do to our dreams and to our visions just like the donkey. Sometimes life will kill our dreams. Not only will life kill your dreams, but sometimes life will step on your dreams and shatter it into pieces. Sometimes life will kill your vision. Not only will it kill your vision, but it will shatter it and scatter it into pieces. Sometimes life, I cannot be honest with y'all, sometimes life will get a hold of your marriage and not only will it kill your marriage, but it'll shatter it into broken pieces. Sometimes life will get a hold of your ministry and not only will it kill your ministry, but it'll break it into broken pieces. And every now and then, you're going to be faced with a decision of where you're going to have to fight off the end me and notice what Samson does. Samson 
picks up not only a dead thing, but Samson picks up the broken pieces of what was left in his life. Good God, yes. Samson is in the place of brokenness. The only thing he can find to fight off the enemy is a piece of what was left. And I came by to tell somebody in the house that God is able to give you victory if you're just willing enough to pick up some broken pieces. See, wait, 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 see, see, wait, wait, no, 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 clap, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap. Because, see, sometimes, my brother, in order to get the victory, you got to look foolish. Because how foolish does Samson look picking up a dead thing, not only dead, but broken into pieces and going to get the victory over a thousand men? But I came by to tell somebody that my God is able, that if you got enough faith to pick it back up again, that God is able to get the victory with what you got left. I know you've been attacked by the enemy. I know he's attacked your dreams. I know he's attacked your marriage. I know he's attacked your ministry. I know it's been broken and shattered into pieces and it's dead and it's done. But God is able to take the broken pieces of your life if you're willing to pick it back up again and give you victory over all of your enemies. Somebody give God a shout in the house. Samson. Samson is surrounded by a thousand men. And I can see all of his enemies now. Like we got you, Samson. You're empty handed. And you ain't got nothing to fight us with. But see, if you've ever been in a real fight before, See, let, 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 me, let me just tell y'all a little bit about me. I, I grew up with three older brothers. Uh, two of them played varsity football. Uh, one of them was a state champ wrestler. Uh, and they were all bigger than me. And, uh, you know, my parents would leave me with them. <laughs> y'all laughing, but I'm not laughing. It's not funny. My parents would leave me with my three older brothers. And when my parents were getting ready to leave, I would always start crying because I knew my older brothers were going to pick on me and beat me up. And so I would start crying whenever my parents getting ready to leave. And they're like, why are you crying? Mama, they're going to beat me up. And she would go, listen, y'all don't touch your brother. Leave him alone. Don't mess with him and blah, 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 blah. But as soon as they walked out the door, one would be watching the TV and the other one would have me in the living room floor with my face pent down. Now, this is what I learned as a young kid growing up with three older brothers. I learned that I could not muscle them because they were bigger than me. I learned that I wasn't stronger than them, Brother AC. But what I learned is this, that sometimes when you're in a real fight, you pick up anything next. See, y'all ain't been in a real fight before. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about when you're in a real fight, you'll pick up a shoe. Y'all not talking to me in the house. I'm talking about when you are afraid for your life and got to defend off the enemy and you know the enemy's bigger than you and stronger than you, you will pick up whatever you got to get the victory over that enemy. And so what I started learning how to do is I just learned how to just pick up whatever was next to me, whether it be a telephone or a coffee mug or whatever. And I said, listen, if you want to fight me, come on. And that's what the Lord told me to tell somebody in the house. You got to stop running from the devil. You need to learn how to pick up the word of God and say devil before I let you touch my marriage before I let you touch my children before I let you touch my ministry you're going to have to fight me for this first is there anybody in the house that's got something worth fighting for 
Is there anybody in the house that's been under attack and says, you know what? I've had enough of it all. I'm sick of backing up. I'm sick of running. Now you're going to have to fight me for it. Well, that's what the Lord told me to tell somebody today. The Lord told me to tell somebody in, in Church of the Harvest today that you have been under attack and things have been broken and shattered into pieces. But if you're willing to look foolish just in this season, God is going to give you victory with broken pieces. It doesn't matter what you lost because God says that what you got left is more powerful than what you lost. Good God, yeah. Let me say that again. What you lost doesn't matter anymore. It's dead. It's gone. It's finished. But God says you got enough left to get the victory over this enemy and the Bible says <laughs> the Bible says the Bible says that he was surrounded by a thousand enemies Samson picks up the jawbone of a donkey says alright y'all want to fight me come on watch what the text says and the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. Watch this, y'all. And Samson began to slew and kill a thousand men with the jawbone of a... Y'all missing that. Y'all missing that. Catch what I'm saying in the spirit. Catch, he's surrounded by his enemies. Watch this. He picks up the jawbone of a donkey. Watch what the text says. And he begins to slew and kill a thousand men. Y'all ain't got it yet. Pastor Davis, he's surrounded by his enemies. And the Bible says he picks up the jawbone of a donkey and begins to kill. Y'all ain't seeing what I'm doing. He begins to kill a thousand men. Y'all missing it in the house. Watch what I'm saying. That literally means that every time Samson turned around, it was another victory over another enemy. Good God. Oh, I feel like preaching. I came by to tell somebody that the Holy Ghost told me to tell you that in this season, every time you turn around, it's going to be another victory over another enemy. God says every time you turn around, there goes depression. Every time you turn around, there goes sickness. Every time you turn around, there goes poverty. Every time you turn around, good God, yeah. Somebody shout, I'm about to get the victory. Somebody shout, I'm about to get the victory. I came by to tell somebody God is going to give you victory with broken pieces. That if you got enough faith to look foolish in this season and pick up what you got left, God is going to give you victory in your life. And sometimes, watch what the text is. Sometimes God will let all of your enemies come at you all at once. And I'll tell you why. Because when you get through this, you won't have to see him again. Now, nah, I wish I had somebody in the house. Once you win this fight, they're dead, they're done. I wish I had somebody in the house that was fighting something. I came by to tell you that once you make it through this battle, the Lord says that this victory is a final victory. And the reason why I let it all come at you at once is because I'm about to give you victory in multiple places of your life. It's not just going to be in your body, but it's going to be in your marriage. It's going to be in your finances. It's going to be in your children. It's going to be in your job. It's going to be in your house. It's going to be with your mother. I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to deliver some people in the 
house. God says, I feel the Holy Ghost now. God is getting ready to give somebody victory that has been fighting multiple enemies. I'm not talking about just one, but you've been fighting multiple enemies. The enemy has had you surrounded in multiple places. But God says in this season, if you've got enough faith to trust me, if you would just pick up what I gave you. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. If you'll just pick up what I gave you, whether it be a song in your heart, if you'll just pick up what I gave you, if you'll pick up, well, yes, 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 the gift that I gave you. I know it don't look like much. I know it just looks like the jawbone of a donkey. But if you'll just pick it up, I guarantee you, I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think. And Samson picks up the jawbone of a donkey. Now, I'm almost finished, but let me just say something about what Samson picked up. Because I wondered why it was a jawbone and not the leg or the thigh or the back. But the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke something very important to me. He says, watch this, in this season, because you're not fighting and wrestling against flesh and blood, watch this. He says, oh God, I feel you. He says, how you're going to get the victory in your life is by using your jawbone. Y'all missed that. The power of life and death is not in your fist. But it's in the tongue. And so God gave him victory by using the jawbone. So what you've got to learn how to do is if I lose everything else, I still got the power of my jawbone. And I came by to tell the devil that I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Whenever you start getting attacked by the enemy, you got to learn how to use the power that's in your mouth. You got to learn how to start using your jawbone and telling the devil that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. You got to start using your jawbone and say he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities, and the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed. You got to start using your jawbone and say, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. You got to use your jawbone and say, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Somebody open up your mouth and use your jawbone. Hallelujah. I may lose my house. I may lose my car, but I still got my mouth and I can still give God praise. And as long as I don't lose my mouth, I can still give God the glory. Whatever you do, whatever you do in this season, hallelujah, don't lose the power of the jawbone. Whatever you do, Don't you ever walk into the house of the Lord and not open up your mouth because your mouth is the greatest weapon you got. My brothers and my sisters, when you ain't got no more strength to fight, I came by to tell you that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you will begin to bless the Lord, you'll get strength down on the inside, strength that you never knew, strength that you didn't feel. You'll get peace on the inside, but it comes because you begin to open up your mouth. Samson used a jawbone. My brothers and my sisters, if you're going to get the victory in this season, 
is going to come by you using the word of God to speak against the enemy. Because the word of God will kill more enemies than you can with your money. It'll kill more enemies than you can with your fist. It'll kill more enemies than you can with your networking ability. If you will use the word of God in this season, God will give you victory in your life. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. That's why when praise and worship is going on, even though you may not feel like it, you got to learn how to just force a praise out. You got to learn how to give a sacrifice of praise. There comes times in, in my life where I don't want to go to church. I don't want to slap my neighbor high five. I don't want to shake nobody's hand. But I know the power that comes in the tongue. And if I could just offer up a praise, if I can just bless the Lord, the word of God says that he inhabits the praises of your people, of his people. And sometimes if you really want God to be in the midst of your situation, if you want it to be an unfair fight between you and your enemies, invite God in the presence. God will make it an unfair fight all the time. God will make it an unfair fight. So with your mouth right now, if you're surrounded by your enemies, I want you to just begin to bless the Lord and invite God in right now. God, we use what you gave us. We may not have the money that we used to have. We may not have the the job that we used to have or the title that we used to have. We may not be in the same house. We may not have the same friends or loved ones, God. But today we use what you left us with. And that is the power of our lips, Father God. And in this day and in this presence, God, we offer up a praise. Oh God, we're picking up our praise again. That's what I hear the Holy Ghost saying. Some of you doing the process of what's been going on, you've lost your praise. You've lost that praise that's been in your lips. You've been faking it and going through the motions, but the Lord says, pick back up your praise again and begin to give me glory in spite of and watch what I do to your enemies. I can do. I can do what no man can do. You bind God when you don't invite him in. Let God into your situation now. Come on, all over the house, begin. Come on, open up your mouth and give it to him. Come on, open up your mouth. I know you've been under attack. I know, but come on. Hallelujah. God is getting ready to give you victory with broken pieces. God is getting ready to give you victory over multiple enemies. God is getting ready to do it right now. And it is so. 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 And there's multiple victories now in your life. There's multiple victories happening in your life right now. Come on, there's victories happening in your life. Oh, He's giving you multiple victories. And we glorify you.
and we glorify you. Pit back up your praise. Your praise has been under attack. Your praise has been broken and shattered. It's been sporadic. You used to bless him and praise him at all times. But you've been under so much of an attack that the enemy has attacked your lips and attacked your mouth and your words have changed and you haven't been saying the right things. But you got to be careful in this season of what you say because God is going to give you a victory according to what is spoken out of your mouth. God has given you victory. And we thank you. And we thank you. Well, if you got victory in the house, clap your hands. Come on. Give God a shout of victory. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to just go hug three people and say, I'm getting victory in this season. I'm getting victory in this season.